It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, July 31st. I'm Donald Ware. Last day of the month of July. And can you believe we are less than 30 days away from the start of the HBCU football season? We're going to stay in the MEAC today. Uh, and as a matter of fact, on the line, we're going to preview the Savannah State Tigers, and on the line, we're joined by their head coach in his third season at Savannah State is Eric Rayburn. The Tigers finished 3-8 and eight last year, but won three of their last four ball games. As Eric Rayburn joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, Coach Rayburn, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me on. Absolutely glad to have you on. I guess the obvious question and probably one that you got asked a lot uh, at about or with respect to media day, the, the fact that Savannah State is is this is going to be the last year uh, in the MEAC. I just kind of want to get your thoughts on that. Is this something you knew that it, there was a possibility that Savannah State would be, could be making this move when you took this position some two years ago? You know, I didn't I didn't realize uh, that that this was uh, going to happen. You know, obviously. I think everybody, uh, coaches and players uh, involved in our program, you know, we were disappointed. Uh, certainly, love competing in the MEAC. You know, um, think having having an opportunity to, uh, if you win, to get to play in, in, in a game like the Celebration Bowl. Um, we we hate to, you know, we hate to uh, be giving up on on those type of. Uh, experiences but uh um but we try to stay positive and and know that uh hey we you know we we we're gonna it looks like we're gonna make the move and uh but we still have one year left and uh so we gotta do our best to prove that we're we're capable of competing at the uh at the MIAC level no question i mean i think even if you i mean the, the thing it's not going to change so even if you win the MIAC championship this year you're still going to make the move but do you feel like you have the program uh, on the uh, on the right track, or had the program on the right track to, in fact, compete not only in the MEAC but in FCS as a whole. Yeah, we feel like we're making progress. You know, um, obviously we we didn't have uh, a ton of wins last year, but we did. You know, play really well at the end of the season. You know, won three of the last four. Our only loss was to uh, North Carolina A and T, and uh, obviously. Um, they went undefeated, so uh, nobody uh, was able to figure out a way to beat those guys. But uh, so we felt like we played really good the end of end the season, and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, be able to carry some of that momentum uh, into this year, and and you know, take the next step. You know, so for us, you know, the when we got here, we just felt like, hey, we we got to figure out a way to be competitive, and uh, and then we, we we got competitive and won a few games, and uh, so now I think the the next step in the progression is we. Now being competitive isn't enough. We got to figure out a way to win some of these close games that we're losing uh, in the fourth quarter, uh, and we got, we got to try to you know turn the tide somehow and and uh, turn those disappointing losses into wins. Sure. Lastly, uh, and of course we're going to talk personnel and the program. But what you know beyond this year, and and I don't know once you came in when when you signed your deal. What's your future like beyond this season at Savannah State? Yeah, you know, I, I guess uh, I guess it's hard to say what you know what the future holds for anybody. But uh, you know, obviously, I moved my whole family down to Savannah, bought a house. You know, my family loves it here, um, so don't I don't have any plans of going anywhere. You know, we'll we'll uh, obviously this year we're going to 
try to do everything we possibly can to, you know, to win the MEAC and, and uh, get an opportunity to play in the Celebration Bowl. Um, and then next year, um, you know, we'll try to figure out, uh, you know, best possible way to be successful uh, in our transition year. And then obviously to t- 2020, try to figure out a way to compete with all the other schools in the SIAC. You know, I, I, I as have having covered, you know, matter of fact, having covered uh, uh, not only the MEAC, but obviously Savannah State since it came to the MEAC, um, you know, there there have been some struggles there just with success on the program. I mean, I would say, though, you've had probably the best two years with the six wins than anybody previously had uh, in terms of a two-year span. What are some of the things that you feel like the university, or not the university, but the program needs, athletics, football, et cetera, to be able to take it to that next level? Because to your point, I mean, you're in Georgia, uh, you're in Savannah, which is a great market, great high school football. What is it that Savannah State needs to be able to take that next step? Yeah, I think, um, you know, if, if we if – we, uh, just cont- I think we're on the right track. You know, we since I've been here, we've, we've really focused our recruiting in Georgia, um, Florida, and obviously we're really close to the South Carolina border. So we, you know, we've 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 gotten into South Carolina as well. We pro- probably need to do a better job in South Carolina, um, but we we signed um, a ton of guys the last two years from Georgia and Florida, and uh, the handful of guys that we signed from South Carolina have all they've, they've been great players. They've started for us and and uh, contributed right away. So uh, I think we're on the right track, and I, I think that's just where we got to focus. You know, obviously, uh, high school football in 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 our area is fantastic, and so we don't we don't need to travel all over the country to to find our players. You know, we, there's plenty of good ones right here for us. Um, we just got to do a um, we just got to continue to do a good job of uh, selling Savannah State. You know, selling the HBCU experience here and. Uh, um, and and keep trying to, you know, to get the, you know, the good quality, hardworking, talented uh, players that we've been able to to bring in the last two years. Eric Rayburn is the head football coach at Savannah State in his third season. He joins us here. I'm from the press box to press row. And can you speak to Coach Rayburn the fact that you guys won three of your last four ball games? How you could possibly take that momentum? Going into 2018, uh, even though you got a pretty tough schedule to start at UAB and at the University of Miami, and even you know I had a chance to be at that A&T game. I mean, at one point, as good as A&T is, uh, you were only down 19 to 10 to the Aggies. Yeah, you know, obviously we're real proud of how we finished the season. You know, I think uh, not just. Uh, physically, but mentally, you know, I, I know there's there's a lot of teams that, you know, when they get a bad start to the season, it's easy for them to kind of go in the tank, throw in the towel, so to speak. But uh, obviously, our guys kept grinding out and getting working to get better, and stayed stayed in it, and and we did make a lot of improvements uh, over the course of the year, and to the point where we were able to win three of our last four. Uh, and you know, I think even though we lost the A and T game, I think I think it gave our guys a little bit of confidence. Um, certainly, it, it's the you know it's the best they have played against you know a top uh, ranked team like A and T. Um, we we weren't good enough. Eventually, they pulled away from us, but we hung in there for a while and and uh, just made too many mistakes. But um, so hopefully. It kind of gives us some com- – I, I felt like it gave us confidence going into the off season. I felt like we had our best off season we've had since I've been the coach here. Um, 
I think uh, you know our guys are excited heading into the season. Obviously, we got a, a brutal stretch to start off the year with um, two you know phenomenal FBS teams. Uh, UAB went to a bowl game last year. Um, the University of Miami, uh, the last one I saw, they were ranked fifth in the country. Um, so, you know, we'll have our hands full for sure. But hopefully, you know, we'll keep keep everybody healthy and uh, we'll play hard in those two games and and uh, hopefully it'll be it'll prepare us for uh when we head into MEAC play. And and can you talk about how it also helps the fact um that you have some continuity now, nine starters return on offense and seven starters return on defense. Yeah, you know, we we um there's no there's no um substitute for experience and uh this this year heading into this season we feel like we do have you know some experienced guys coming back uh although a lot of those guys are young players i think we played 27 true freshmen last year um we we still feel like um we have experience on our team you know where my first my first year you know we, we we were playing a bunch of guys who had who had never played in our system before um and and a lot of them had never played uh, in college football game before um, this this year, you know most of our guys have at least one year under their belt in our system. You know we got a bunch of guys who have two years under our belt. They kind of know what to expect, and uh, and they have a lot of um, game reps uh, and a lot of experience to draw on. And so hopefully, even though some of them are only sophomores, um, they're they're really almost like. Uh, juniors and seniors in terms of the uh, of the number of games that they've they've played so far uh, the quarterback Devon Gibbs I mean you look at the numbers 51 percent of his passes completed 1,259 yards 10 touchdowns and uh, eight interceptions he also was the team's leading rusher uh, on the season as he rushed for 482 yards w- what are the expectations for him uh, coming into 2018, what, what are some of the things maybe that you've seen where he's improved during the off season, and then more specifically during the spring? Yeah, we we, we felt like Devon had a really good year. Obviously, a true freshman coming in. You know, we had played a true freshman in T.J. Bell uh, in 2016. He had a great off season. We were really excited heading into the year, and then unfortunately, in the App State game to start the season, he he breaks his leg and. Uh, so, that, so we have to throw a true freshman in there again at quarterback, and man, I, I think that's one of the reasons why we did play well at the end of the season was because, you know, by that point he Devon had you know some game experience under his belt, and so, um, you know, even though he was a true freshman, you know, he he got better and better each week, and and by the end of the year he was playing pretty good, and so. Um, it made a huge difference in the way our team played. Um, but I, I guess the thing I, I think that our coaches and, and players were most impressed with him was kind of his poise. You know, he that's a tough deal to get thrown in at quarterback as a true freshman. And, uh, you know, he just, no matter what happened in the game, he never seemed to get rattled, uh, e- even in games where, you know, maybe he was under a lot of pressure, uh, where pass protection wasn't where it needed to be. You know, he never seemed to get, uh, flustered or loses composure, you know, kind of like you, you would expect for a, a player, a young player that didn't have much experience, uh, you, you'd expect that to happen to him. But he, he just showed great poise. He's really athletic, um, just really smooth, great body control. And so he, ha- he has a good feel in the pocket of when to, you know, when to 
step up and and uh, find a receiver and when to step up and try to escape and and uh, and you could really see that you know down the stretch those last four games when, when we kind of got on a, when we kind of start playing better you know he was just making uh, good decisions and he and he looked comfortable out there. Yeah, you you that's right. T.J. Bell uh, back in 2016 was playing well. As a matter of fact, we talked with him about you after a big win that you guys had. I believe it was against Bethune-Cookman. So, I don't know. It sounds like you have a good problem. I mean, is T.J. Bell still in the mix? Who is your starter going into that game against UAB? Yeah, you know, they're, we're going to let them battle it out. Um, you know, so we haven't named the starter yet. But uh, we feel good about the fact that, man, we, um, we got two guys at quarterback that have each played, you know, have a season in our system under their belt, you know, where they played the whole year and were starters and kind of led the team. Um, so we feel like this, this is the best situation we've been it been in at the quarterback position since I've got here. And, uh, you know, we, we had, we had um, kind of our first position meeting today. And man, the, if you look at the the quarterback room and the guys we have in it right now, compared to what we had, you know, three years ago when I got here, it's like night and day. You know, we obviously we got uh, Devon and TJ who each have a year under their belt, but you know, we we have three really good freshmen. Um, one w- was second in the state in Georgia in passing. Uh, another one, uh, I think I think he had 73. He counted for 73 touchdowns um, last year between passing and rushing. Um, the last two years of his high school, um, and the third one is a fantastic player from South Carolina as well. So, uh, so we, we really feel like um, that position is kind of like a little snapshot of our team. You know, we we we're still a little young, but we have we have experienced players uh, at that position. We got we got more talent than what we used to have, and so hopefully that that will cause greater competition and greater performance. Uh, uh, at that position. Eric Rayburn is the head football coach at Savannah State. He joins us here on the program. So, I mean, the thing about it, Coach Rayburn, you keep some defensive ends. And, I mean, you got another stud at defensive end now in Stephan, uh, Stephen Banks. 18 tackles for loss last year, 10 sacks. He was a box-to-row All-America. Talk about the expectations for him in 2018 in leading that SSU defense. Yeah, like you know, like you mentioned, he he had a fantastic year last year. He really had a good year in 2016, also. You know, uh, Marquis Smith had a great year in 2016, and maybe overshadowed him just a bit. But um, he's had two phenomenal years for us since I've been here. Uh, he's he's our best player, hands down. And uh, you know, we're going to need him to you know really be a leader, particularly on that defensive side of the ball. Uh, we're going to have to play some younger guys around him. Um, but hopefully he'll he'll set the tempo for him. You know, I, I think the the thing that I that I like the most about him is the way he practices. I mean, he is man. He's he's a coach's dream, man. He goes as hard uh, every rep of every practice as anybody I've ever had. And then you know, obviously he gets in the game and he does the exact same thing. So uh, it's a perfect. He's a perfect example for our younger players. You know, on what it takes. You know, how you have to practice if you want to be a good player. And uh, hopefully he'll rub off. Not just on our defensive guys, but on our whole team. And uh, but he's he is he is a force to be reckoned with for sure. And then how do you feel about the defense? As I mean, Donald Rutledge comes back. He was your leading tackler um, last year with eighty-one. I mean, how do you feel about the defense as a whole? Looks like it's going to be a pretty good group. 
Yeah, we, we are. We feel like we've gotten, you know, when I first got the job here, uh, I think our, the year before I got hired, I think the defense was ranked uh, 127 out of 127 teams uh, in total defense. So um, I think last year we were ranked somewhere in the 60s. You know, still still not where we want to be, but that's a huge uh, that's a huge jump in two years. Um, and so hopefully we can we can continue to build on uh, what we've done the last two seasons and and uh, keep keep progressing, keep getting better. Um, you know, it won't just be uh, Stephen Banks. You know, obviously you mentioned uh, Donald Rutledge. We, we think he's a super talented guy at the safety position. You know, Isaiah Bennett, also another guy at safety that we think is is fantastic. We're getting uh, Malik uh, Simmons back. Um, he missed all last year, uh, broke his foot in practice before the season started. Um, he was our leading tackler in 2016. Uh, so we, we get him back at linebacker, uh, which we think will be tremendous uh, boost. Um, and then, you know, we we got uh, Brandon Carswell back on the D line, who got he got all conference last year. And um, you know, he's not a, he's not a big guy, you know, for his position. But again, he's he's another guy who just plays really hard you know he he maybe make makes up for um a lack of size by um by just pure effort and intensity and uh so we're hoping you know that nucleus of guys um will give you know give us an identity on defense and and uh you know give give those younger guys that are playing around them a little confidence and uh um and hopefully we can take another step forward on that side of the football Eric Rayburn, again in his third season as the head football coach at Savannah State. He joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast as the Tigers are going to open the season on Thursday, August 30th on the road at UAB. And uh, Coach Rayburn, we appreciate the time. Good luck to you and the Tigers this season. Hey, thank you, and thanks for having our program on. You remember Marquis Smith going back some couple of years ago, I mean, he was really, really good. Now Stefan Banks takes over in terms of being that that guy that can get to the quarterback again. Ten sacks on last season. That is really saying something. I, I think, you know, Savannah State's going to be improved this year. I mean, you look at – I mean, it, 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 they may only have six wins total in the last two years. But if you think about where the program was before – uh, Eric Rayburn got there. I mean, that's an improvement. And now, you know, you 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 have the Banks kid. He mentioned the kid that was coming back that was injured from a couple of years ago. That was their leading tackler. The Rutledge kid was the leading tackler on last year at safety. I mean, I think they're going to be good defensively. I think there's some some room for improvement on the offensive side of the football. I think whether you know it's it's Gibbs or Bell. At the quarterback position, I mean, I don't think you can really go wrong there. I mean, obviously, um, you know, uh, 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 Gibbs had a good season on uh, last year. Um, and then you look at what Bell was able to do a couple of years ago. Uh, Gibbons, that is, not Gibbs, Gibbons. But you you can't go wrong there. They lose their two leading receivers. So I think the quarterback position is going to be good. Um, I think that you return all of the offensive linemen that started last year, so your offensive line is going to be good. Hope or you you hope that they will be good, and at least they have that continuity and they've been able to gel. The running game has got to be better, uh, but the quarterback's going to be able to run the football as well. But also that receiver core is going to have to be good for Savannah State um, as well. So that's a look at the Savannah State Tigers. 
And as a matter of fact, on tomorrow, on August 1st, as we'll take it down to Tallahassee, Florida, we're going to talk with Willie Simmons in his first season as the head football coach of the Rattlers. Of course, the last or the previous three years have been the head football coach at Prairie View A&M. Talk with you tomorrow. That's the reason they gon' leave you with expensive bullets. Ain't none of y'all better than locks. Have all of y'all dressed up in a suit.